so what do you call it when an intro is really long and then, well, quite long, and then it stops, and then there's a fake out, and then there's another intro? That's a good question. Why Why would you be asking this, Lynn? <laughs> because I was going to try and do one and then couldn't think of how to do it, so I thought maybe I'd just bring it up. I'm asking about it because that's what happens on Life and How to Live It, a four-track on Fables to Reconstruction. Here, on Gentlemen Don't Get Caught, a podcast about the music of R.E.M. There's too many words in this intro. I'm Lynn, you are Ali, Hello. I'm to believe. And yeah, we're talking about life and how to live it, the song. Not how to actually live your lives, because we don't yeah. know your circumstances. No, I'll, I, I'm not going to change the categorization of this podcast to, like, self-help. Yes, or not even self-help, you help. We're fine. <laughs> That's why we can tell you <laughs> how you should be doing it. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Yes, the the the, first, the intro sounds a little bit like a, like a kind of slowed down. If if someone played a slowed down like low key version of the intro to Driver Eight, mm. I don't think it would be wholly dissimilar. Yeah, to the start of Life Now to Live It, but maybe that's not true. I mean, I can see what you're saying. I think it works quite well though, just because we've had a quite a fast, upbeat tempo, up tempo song. So having a little bit of a break and then launching into because once this gets going, it's got some pace to it as well. But just having that little bit of a palate cleanser, or obviously it's not palates, whatever, whatever <laughs> the. <laughs> Whatever it is with your ears that is equivalent Ear to... Eardrum your... cleanser. Yes. <laughs> Which sounds, sounds kind of unpa- uh, unpleasant. Cochlear cleanser? Yeah. <laughs> I think I should have just gone, this is a metaphor, right? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's nice having that little gap anyway. This is a cool song. What do you think? Do you agree? I think it is. I think even by the standards of R.E.M., the lyrics are like indecipherable. Yeah, apart from the bit where it goes, life and how, how to live it. it. And I'm like, okay, I guess that's the song title. Yeah, all of the rest of it was advice. And if you can't understand it, <laughs> and therefore don't know how to improve your life based on the teachings of uh, Mr. M. Stipe, it's your own fault. And the very, very last verse, the second time, I think it's the second time he shouts life and how to live it. The bit before that is, if I wrote a book, it would be called life and how to live it. Um, can either... Confirm nor deny. Ah, oh, I was really hoping I was right. Oh no, you are. You are. I'm just slow, slow and bad at reading and talking at the same time. <laughs> Dear listener, I I am a very limited human <laughs> being. Uh, but yes, uh, at least according to this transcription, it's I'm gonna write a book. It'll be called Life and How to Live It. It's close. So close. He's getting into the self help business. So yeah. As far as I'm aware, Michael Stipe has not written a book, but I might be wrong. He might have, uh, but published it under a pseudonym we don't know Lynn good point I mean when you're in a band there's a lot of time on the road there's a lot of time to kill what are you doing Michael why are you scribbling in that notebook no reason song lyrics that's what it is of course I am in fact songs I am writing songs because I'm in a band that's what I'm doing I'm also. Well, it's good that you're uh, being prolific. I'm definitely not writing a self-help book to supplement my income. So go away. Who was big in the eighties? Self-help-wise. Uh, yeah, I just generally. He's. Who was big in the eighties? Dale well, Carnegie or whatever his name was. Possibly. Stephen King. He was big in the eighties. <laughs> Did he write self-help? Uh, I mean, he's very prolific. So. <laughs> yeah, he's very prolific. Wouldn't put it past him. Um, I don't know. I'm That's out my just depth. what everyone who was famous in the eighties was doing. They were on the side as a side gig. He did write under a pseudonym, though. Yeah, publishing self-help. 
it was a booming market. So yeah, it probably was in the eighties, wasn't it? Yeah, most things. Most things were booming in the eighties. <laughs> That's why I've read. I was too young to remember. Yeah, I, I missed out on half of the eighties. I mean, really, I missed out on all of them because I don't really remember anything. <laughs> <laughs> no. I think I vaguely possibly remember the New Year's party for 1990. Oh, okay. A tiny bit, maybe. Maybe. I would have been pretty young, but... Yeah. Yeah. Anyway. Yeah. Uh, this song. This song. I like it. The vocals are a lot more strained and, like, mm. throatier than they are on Driver 8. Mm. They sound more kind of desperate. Yes. But in other respects, it's kind of... I don't know. It seems a bit reductive to say it's similar to Driver 8. But it's kind of similar to Drive Rate once it kicks in. Yeah, in terms of like tempo and pace. And yeah, in terms stuff. of tempo and and kind of kind of basic structure, I really like it. I think maybe it's a little long. Mm. I think perhaps because it sort of hits the same sort of similar poppy vibes to Drive Rate. And Drive Rate's like three and a bit minutes. Mm. I like how little bit. I think it's four and a half or something. Yeah, I think you're right. Like to be honest, they could have ended it the first time he shouts "Life and How to Live It," which but that would have made it like two and a half minutes. So I can see what I can see why they wanted more structure, and yet at the same time, maybe there's too much structure. Who knows? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I I do like the way that the rhythm section kind of like drops out, and it's just his voice kind of out there. Yeah, it's very great on its own. It's it's quite a dramatic moment. Hmm. Like that a lot. Yeah, and he's really, as you say, like pushing his vocals kind of to the top of their range and it, yeah it sounds it sounds a little bit strained and therefore like quite urgent it's fun do you want to talk more about the vocals uh no not about the vocals about the lyrics about the lyrics um so what have we even got do, 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 do. night maybe do, do, do. at least the way uh, do, 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 do. walls are raised today i'm trying to think. Yeah. Do, 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 do. The others and your own. Yeah, you've got that. Take happy home. Yep, you've got happy home. Do, Keep do, these do, books do, well do, stocked do, away do, and take do, your happy home. Do, 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 do. Uh, something why I've hidden there, but I feel like that's about two verses. That yeah, afterwards. Well, the, the, the chorus is uh, my carpenter's out and running about and talking to the street. My pockets are out <laughs> and running about and barking in the street to tell what I have hidden there. Those are kind of great lyrics, even though I couldn't work out what they were, and I don't know what they mean. Yeah, I, I could catch, like, out and running about. Yeah. But the rest, and... Yeah, like, I thought it was talking to myself, maybe. Hmm. I think I'm enjoying the song more now I know what the lyrics are. Hmm. Even though they sound kind of like a nonsense. It's sort of interesting <laughs> nonsense. Kind of fun nonsense. Yeah, Carpenter shows up in verse 2 again. The carpenter's back. Is he back from running about in the street? Uh, yes. Uh, <laughs> apparently, so when you tire of one side, the other serves you best. I don't know. Maybe that's... Maybe it's an ambidextrous carpenter who only gets yeah. a bit tired. Can just That would be useful if you're it a would carpenter. would be. Yeah, I don't know whether you just get to it the point... It would be. Oh! <laughs> Sorry. That was awful. That was... Yeah, I, I just I just wish I'd done it on purpose, you know. <laughs> I, I was assuming I was gonna give you credit for it. Uh no, unfortunately my punning ability is, is not, not quite that uh, that sharp. Ooh, that's exciting. So at the end of verse three we've got read about the wisdom lost, the knock knock knock, a secret knock, one hammer's locked, the other wisdom lost. Very enigmatic. Very enigmatic. Um kind of gnostic. Yeah, quite possibly. The plot thickens, Illuminati confirmed. That's what the kids say, right? <laughs> I don't know. 
Yeah, it's been a long time since that <laughs> that descriptor could be applied to me. <laughs> yeah, what what is what is he hidden? I don't know. His tools. He's hidden the carpenter's tools, which is just mean. Uh, How is which he going to do just his job? Mean. I don't know. It's mean. Especially when you've hired someone to do something and you're like, oh god, just do all your tools. Um, It doesn't really make sense for anyone. No. Madness. But maybe, I know, I figured it out. So you hire a carpenter when you're Mm. constructing something. Yeah. Or possibly reconstructing something. (gasps) That's it. That is the sum Uh, of my insight. Amazing. Yes, that's so it. That's it. It's a metaphor. And this is like we're getting towards the center of the album now. It's the central point of the album. That's what it is, or oh, close to it. Not quite. Yeah. But it will do for the purposes of this discussion. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I love it. Yeah. It makes but... sense to me. Good. Um. Yeah. I like this. I I like this song a lot. I feel like I'm always ending on something very simplistic, but it's pretty great. Yeah. It's it's definitely a unambiguous i like this and it's growing on me i think some songs like drive right the first time you hear it you're like this is fun yeah and it doesn't stop being fun and life how to live it was a bit like oh this is kind of muddy and kind of cool but the more yeah the more i've listened to it the more i've enjoyed it yeah i think i think i'm the same so yeah next time old man kinsey hmm indeed the moment I say the things like that at the end of the episode, the moment I just want to start talking with you about it, and I'm like, we've got to end the episode. I'm so bad at this podcasting business. You're fantastic. You're a very professional and awesome podcaster. Thanks. If anyone else would like to send us compliments, solicited or otherwise, uh, yeah, do that, please. Don't be mean. Vitriolic reproaches. That's what I want. I want to be yelled at about... If you've got nothing nice to say... Don't be say nice it at to all. Lynn, but if you want to uh, work today, mm. um, it was like the annual bit where they tried to get you to sign lots of forms and things. Oh no! And most of them were fine, and then one was like the computer IT use policy or whatever, mm. and there wasn't anything I found particularly objectionable in it. I did say to them, if I don't sign this, do I lose computer access, and thus I will never have to read my emails again? <laughs> <laughs> and then they laughed, and I was like, I'm not joking, like. <laughs> Because I would I would be able to go on my job so much better if I never had to read my emails. <laughs> if someone had to actually like decide whether it was worth actually bothering to come and tell you. Yeah, exactly. It would be great. Just ban me from the computers. <laughs> yeah. Please do it. For non compliance. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Exactly. No, no, we'll just fire you. Cause the bit at the bottom's like, oh, like failing to adhere to the um to like the policies like may result in loss of computer access or other disciplinary proceedings. I'm like, it's a disciplinary proceeding to lose access to my email. <laughs> yeah, like what level of malfeasance gets me chucked off the computer so I don't have to read my emails, but doesn't yeah. actually get me fired. <laughs> exactly. You gotta really just nail that. It's it's like your your manager's going, This line of questioning is very specific. Like, why do you need to know like <laughs> Just hypothetically. The, yeah, the hypothetical severity of offences and what their precise, like, disciplinary yeah, consequence to know would be. For reasons. A friend. A friend. And he's no for a friend. Yeah, yeah. A friend who also works here. Yeah. Oh, okay. So which of your colleagues is planning on <laughs> a 
egregious crime. <laughs> I've said too much. That's it. That's why you should never sign forms without thinking about the consequences, which may be positive for you to do. <laughs> it may be good for you to not sign forms. That's what I've learned today. Generally, though, when there is a form, it's it's it, it, you, you generally don't have much practical choice. It's like, yeah, you could, but... I know. I was just like, sometimes I just like do things because I want to find out what happens because no one will tell me. <laughs> because then, like, well, we don't really know what happens if you don't sign it. I'm like, well... Let's find out. Yeah, we need to test the system. We need to test it. I'm a systems tester. Like, I can be paid very much, very much moolah for these, this, this... Exactly. System... T- what exactly. is that even called? That that called, like, oh man, I shouldn't, I, I shouldn't record when I've had a long Like penetration day. testing or something. Yeah, yeah, that sort of thing. Like, um, like, like robustness isn't yeah. wor- a word. Like, rigidity or fragility or one of those words testing for possible systems failings exactly i'm gonna slam my body into this window to make sure it's strong enough (laughs) nothing could go wrong it's my dream job (laughs) (laughs) on that note (laughs) uh we'll see you next time thanks very much for listening and goodbye bye turn on narrator toggle switch on gdgcpodcast at gmail.com Yeah, try that again.